Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, VP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and you are on the Next Level BizTech podcast. This week, we're talking about cloud and disaster recovery. Uh, as, you've, as you've seen in the, uh, the previous segment, we talked with Mike Kowalski, who's our regional engineer out of the PAC Northwest. Uh, we talked a lot about his background in disaster recovery and cloud. We talked to our suppliers and their architects and some of their technology. Today, we get to the fun part. We get to talk to a good friend of mine, Brian Robertson of Atlas IP in the partner perspective. Brian? Welcome on, man. Thanks for having me, Josh. Looking forward to it. So uh, I, I want to get started. Before we get into the weeds, I just want everybody to learn a little bit about you, and then we're going to get into Atlas, uh, about you guys. But I would love to hear, you know, did you have a linear path into technology and sales? Did you have a crazy, weird, windy path? Uh, how did you get started in this, and how did you get to where you're at? Uh, good question. No, you know what? Um, I think like a lot of us, we fell into this line of work. I, uh, out of college, worked for a mortgage bank during the big mortgage frenzy. I worked for one of the subsidiaries of, of Countrywide, which I think kind of took down the economy. Um, I worked for a company called IndyMac Bank, was a, an outside sales rep as a, a mortgage banker, not a mortgage broker. So there was a bit of a difference. Those were my clients. Um, and then the whole kind of economy collapse in, in 08, 09, and I was out of a job. And remember talking to one of my friends who worked at TW Telecom and he, I remember asking what he did, kind of like what we were just talking about. And he made it sound like he worked for NASA or JPL or one of these companies. I had no idea what telecom was or what he was referencing. And then fast forward seven months later, I, I got a sales job with TW Telecom and then soon realized, okay, you're a, you're an ISP. You sell internet and data products and voice products. So um, that's what started me along the path was working at TW Telecom, which became Level 3, which became CenturyLink, which is now Lumen. Um, so I had a really nice seven-year, eight-year career with TW Telecom and Level 3 and really enjoyed it. Um, had good peers I worked with, really learned a lot about what telecom was and what infrastructure was. And after the Level 3 acquisition, I, I realized there's a different agent world out there that can pretty much do the same thing and a lot more. And um, as you know, my, my business partner, Nick Prosser, was kind of in the same predicament at the same time, uh, a few months ahead of me and said, hey, you, if you resign, I'll resign. We'll go together. We'll partner up and, and go full out of steam. We did it. And I'm really glad we did. It's been eight years. It was a bit of a grind at first, but we've, I think we've formed a really good company and, and partnership. And so again, to answer your question, a very squirrely line of how I got into this. Love it. We could we could talk tech or we could talk high interest rates of where we're at right now, but I guess we'll just we'll leave it to tech. I'm sure you got <laughs> way more knowledge on that than I'll ever have. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> so uh, yes, uh, you guys are a fantastic partner. It's been awesome to see you guys grow uh, and and just keep you know, adding all these different product lines to the business. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, who, who is Atlas IP? Because the, 
the point of this podcast is to help people from a myriad of different areas. Uh, some people are just going down this path of just selling this one product and they, they've never ventured over to cloud or they've never ventured over to contact center, vice versa. And so the point of this is really to, to help people understand what everybody does, um, you know, as their businesses now. It's, it's been good to hear your path about how you got here, but talk to me now about, um, you know, A Atlas, how you go to market, w what you guys are. Yeah, um, great question. It might be a long answer, but I think when we first started off, we knew um, one side of the business had a really strong uh, background and experience in voice and on-prem telephony and the whole short tail my tail world. I had a big um, data and voice background coming from the telecom provider. I think one thing that really helped my background was that um, where I came from, it, it wasn't just two products. They had a multitude of, of products that we could sell. So it wasn't just internet and voice and that, that helped me. Um, but I think as we grew, I think one of the things we realized quickly was you can get instant uh, paralysis by too many offerings, by too many carriers, by too many products, mm -hmm. by too many solutions. Um, sometimes I tell people, I mean, if I could sell a Tesla at an MRC based solution, I could probably find a vendor to do it. Um, it really gets confusing out there. So I think after a couple of years of, of, I think, gunslinging and trying to just keep up with numbers and deals, no matter what they were, we then realized we had to kind of narrow in on a couple of different tech, tech, technology verticals. And we did that. And then we went to market with, you know, we're a, a technology uh, consulting firm that focuses in these kind of four key areas of, of network and, and SD-WAN and that whole world of, of unified communications. Um, of some cloud products and some cloud offerings and security. So we've stuck to those four pillars. And even with that has now come more focus and more go-to-market strategy as far as focusing on, on the healthcare vertical is big for us. That, that happened organically, but that's something that we've been on the last 12 months after the pandemic because it just kind of happened organically, like I said. So we've really taken a stab at that on top of kind of narrowing in on our technology verticals instead of saying we do everything. Um, I think there's an art to that too, as, as we've gotten better at this. Yes, we want to be um, strategic and be focused, but there is an art to getting that client and selling them everything. So there, there's, there's kind of two different types of clients. I think those ones that call Atlas for everything, hey, we're we're going to do an Office 365 migration. Where are you guys? We need proposals. Can you help us? They really understand our strength and value of assessing multiple carriers and, and maybe not pointing out every pro and con because that's very hard to do, but holding these carriers and companies accountable. Um, again, there's, there's a different avenue of just selling a big CCAS project versus that client that has bought in seven different types of technologies from you. Um, so we've, we've figured out how to do both. Um, it's hard, but we've, we've kind of figured that out. Yeah. It's a, you bring up a good point. I mean, you guys, there, there's that, there's that period when you become a partner, right? Those first few years that are just grinded out, I'll, I'll close anything I possibly can. Um, and you know, it's, you then, you move past that to where you're, you know, you decide, okay, how do we want to grow the business? What do we want to focus on? Cause now we've just got referrals all over the place. It, the, the lack of leads is not a thing. And it's, it's cool to, to be able to boil that down. But it's also funny, too, because it is nice if you could just go to your customers that you have these strong relationships with and go, all right, we do this thing. Uh, we did this thing for you and we helped you with that. Let's talk about everything else. And it's funny sometimes where you have some customers that that's an instant. They get it. 
And then others, it just takes years to build that up. And, it, you know, we, we've seen some of these where partners have had customers for three, four years, and then they finally want to sit down and go, okay, how, how does this model work? How, what else can you do for us? Because people are asking me, you know, who, who are these guys and, and what do they do? And I need, I need help explaining it to my CIO and, you know, but, but you're going, okay, great. You finally get it. But how are you asking me these years in, but hey, we'll take it. This is a hard, hard thing to understand. A lot of people don't know this world exists. I just got off a phone call 30 minutes before this with a customer that I've known since for I, probably nine years. And he's bought from us through Tolaris. And he today finally realized, wait, so you can partner, potentially partner up with my AT&T team <laughs> and kind of help them and hold them accountable. And how do you get paid, Brian? And so I told him, and so I think, again, it took nine years. Um, it's a huge, a big customer, but that, that was something that I, okay, finally the light bulb went off and, and he's been keeping me busy. Um, so yeah, it does take some time. Some of those clients, it takes a while for them to kind of understand, well, you did a good job for us on this project. Okay. I get it. Let me, let me help you source for this DR project, right. Or whatever it may be. Yeah. Good point. So I want to talk a little bit about kind of the, um, the iterative flow of how you've learned about cloud and how you've walked into cloud. So I want to first start with how did you first learn about cloud and backup and DR? And then we'll maybe talk about the first deal and, and really then we'll get into a more granular deal, right? And, and, and just kind of look at the contrast of then versus now. So, so walk me in first, you know, where did you start learning about cloud and DR and how did that get put on your radar? I think uh, that's a good question. I think coming from the big carrier, I remember them pushing cloud and NDR so much um, to on the at the corporate level and trying to spread the word to the salespeople and we're going cloud isn't cloud isn't it just a building with you know servers and machines and uh, storage and you know so it was something where I remember when I got into the channel and I left the the carrier from my nice safe protected job I had no idea what cloud was I didn't understand it and then as I went to the Tolaris events, as I as I sat with the companies like RapidScale and Rackspace and uh, Managed Solutions, then I started to understand exactly what exactly what cloud was and how those products were implemented, sold, and um, how the customers actually used them. What did it look like on their end? Um, there was definitely a big learning curve, and there still is, right? There's still a lot of different sectors of cloud that we're not too involved in, in some that are, because I think it does take a, um, a big skill set to learn the different sectors of cloud and what does what, and understanding compute and storage and um, you know, really understanding the different components of, of how that's put together. And also the strategy of companies going to the cloud. Some are a hybrid, some are never going to the cloud, and most now are you know, either all in or dabbling very heavily. Um, so I think it's, it definitely was a, a kind of a self-learned and, um, going to tick events helped, right. Under going to some of these trainings and, and really sitting through what different cloud companies do and how many of them do the same thing and what are the differences between them? Um, you know, it's a different conversation than understanding, Hey, I need dual connections and an SD-WAN solution, right? That's different. Um, so I think that's uh, it's it's evolved over the years. We've gotten better at some cloud verticals than others, um, but we're definitely 
that is a component of, of now our client assessment when we're going back to them either as a new project or an existing client in our base of customers to ask them what their cloud strategy is. Are they on-prem? Are they off-prem? Are they using, are they still Microsoft Exchange on-premise? Are they going to look at an Office 365 solution? So again, just looking for those different revenue streams too. I think we, us agents look at it as a client having multiple revenue streams, right? That's just being being honest on how we do it with, with some of our clients and, and then understanding those different sectors of cloud that they're actually going to use and how can we how can we get in front of that and and show them different vendors that we use through Tolaris um, to help with those conversations. So it's definitely still a learning curve, but we're 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 getting deals. No, I love it. You guys you guys are definitely figuring it out. I'll give you that. Um yeah let's go through then take you, you you took that knowledge and you had your your first closed cloud opportunity um what did you know what did how did it how did it come to you did it did it look exactly like you thought it would look what was the process like and maybe what, what was that maybe walk me through that a little bit well i think when we're talking about cloud now i'd say we're probably in the realm of dr and backup um we've obviously done a lot of cloud phone deals but i think that's kind of the baby steps of understanding cloud, right? Mm-hmm. On, on-prem versus off-prem. I think a real cloud opportunity, um, the way I ran into it, it's funny. It, it, I actually was at a TIC event in, I think it was in Utah. And I remember one of our, and Daniel who works with us said, hey, I want you to meet Mike Thomas, Mike Thompson from Sky Data Vault. I said, okay, let's go. <clears throat> and sat with him and he gave me the, the spiel of, let me let me help out with some of your client base. Let me talk to them. Can you send out a couple um, kind of dual marketed campaign emails? And I said, okay, fine. Um, you know, when you're at those events, sometimes you're a little overwhelmed oh, with yeah. conversation. And, but I have to say, uh, fast forward a few months later, we, we did some partnership stuff. We, we did some webinars and we um, did some email campaigns and I got a couple of my partners interested. And that was when it came to also the, on what, what questions do I ask? how do I get these in front of my client, right? That's really the big kind of opening up Pandora's box. He helps apply those questions. I put those questions in front of a few of my partners and clients, and it, it, it led to one of our partners with about four or five different uh, backup and DR deals that went right to Sky Data Vault and were quick. And I, they, I, I didn't think they would look like that uh, as far as the speed and I don't want to say transactional, but doing a, a DR or backup as a service deal can be a bit transactional, which is good because you can take a on, you know, we've got Barracuda on-prem servers doing, you know, or, or storage. Um, we, we need to look at a different strategy and you can wind up with a, a, an immediate, you know, $2,000 MRC deal that takes, you know, a, a day to do. Um, so it definitely looked different than what I thought it would. And it led to four or five other deals right behind that because we we took the same approach, uh, got extracted the same information, and I have to say, Michael and his team at Sky Data Vault were a pretty big part of doing that for me and helping me understand what it physically looked like because I think that's part of it for for visual agents like myself. Um, it's good to see what that back end product looks like on the customer's end. So that that was good. It was uh, yeah. good to see and, and an easy deal to do, and they're still billing to this day. Love it, and I think that. Uh, you know, as we go through this in all the different product sets, right? Even us on the engineering side, there are so many of these things that we're, we've seen for the first time, or we've gone through this situation or this customer's environment. And once you go through and, and you knock that down and, and you see what's, it kind of demystifies what that experience is like. Uh, oh, 
okay, I got this, right? And you get all this, you get this confidence to, to then go back into the customer base and, you know, where the conversation before, I remember when I first started out, I, I actually started at a, a, or worked at a DR company. It wasn't a matter of, you know, hey, uh, have you had an outage? You know, it was a matter of when you, uh, when are you going to have your next outage? When are you going to have it? And when you'd have a conversation with people and you'd say, hey, well, you know, do you have a backup plan? What's your backup for, for DR? Oh yeah, I have one. That used to be the stopping point, right? But good good sales strategy, good tactic, and good improv would teach you saying no ends the conversation. So if you can continue that and go, that's awesome. I'm excited that you've got a great DR plan. Um, when was the last time that you tested that? How did it perform? Did you did you recover in the time frame that you think? Did you get recover at the point that you would think? It's interesting as you start to push on those, how people go, well, I mean, not exactly. Well, it didn't actually align with what the executive team thought. We didn't actually get the data. So yeah, I love, uh, probably fun to see those for the first time um seeing what that experience was like yeah no it's definitely it was again i think it's really good to see what these products look like because for me once you sell and install a certain type of technology especially in cloud it does really help with the confidence in the being able to ask your next client that question and being like i've got a good solution for you we can go and you know and again we, we also had success in the, in the dr world with iland right mm -hmm. um going to those Tolaris technology events and then meeting that certain person. And, you know, you know, I could name names that really helped educate us on, on what backup, what the difference between backup and DR is, right. Um, there's a difference there. Um, so understanding that and understanding how, how you can do those deals. I think uh, some of the, some of the DR is a little bit more comp complex than the backup deals, right. Understanding that one's a little bit more transactional than the other. Um, so yeah, it was, it definitely was a, a good road to our first few cloud backup and DR deals. And uh, I have to thank, uh, you know, Sky Data Vault and Island for the success on that and helping educate us. Now you mentioned from a success perspective, you, you, you've talked about that you guys have kind of stumbled in or organically, uh, into the healthcare side, right? Is, is there anything specific for you that, that kind of made these aha moments? Was it customer driven or was it an area that you were thinking about focusing and just kind of curious vertical wise? Yeah, good question. I think, um, coming from the carrier, I did bring over a couple big relationships from the, the medical vertical, which helped, uh, organically grow some of the solutions and things we did through Tolaris. Um, but also the pandemic was a big pusher for this. We, we stumbled into some healthcare um, related companies, a, a few different ones, I would say about a dozen different ones during the pandemic and had really good success with them kind of flipping, taking some of the money and the grants they got from the government to support the telehealth and this, you know, COVID pandemic and helping, um, understand and utilize the grant money for cloud products for something as simple as we've got an on-premise phone system we've got you know 50 you know 50 call center agents 25 of them are remote um, we've got you know 60 percent of our workforce is now remote all obviously the um, medical staff and, and the nurses and, and all of them stayed on premise so we immediately got involved with you know converting their on-prem mitel to a ring central system with a island backup with a um, SD-WAN solution with dual circuits instead of an, a legacy MPLS. So we really got thrown into a lot of these different healthcare spaces and really modernized their technology 
and gave them what they needed and, and utilized the funds that they were supposed to utilize. I know the government was giving out a lot of money, but at least we did something. I think we did something good with it. Um, I, I felt good about it. It was a very trying two years because of how busy we were. But then that threw us into, okay, we we did so much with the healthcare vertical during the pandemic. Let's just keep going. And so it's still happening. We're still doing it. And I think it's a good focus for us right now. Awesome. Good vertical to be in too, no doubt. So uh, last couple questions here as, as we get through the end, uh, you know, I would love to walk through an example in more granular detail, right, of, of as you walked in uh, and, and you did one of these cloud and DR deals, you know, what what was the customer's pain points? What did they have, you know, when you were walking in? And, and I think what's most interesting is, did it look like, uh, you know, originally what the customer said, here's what I need, is that what you ended up? putting in, right? And maybe walk me through what a little bit of that process was like. Yeah, um, let's see. Let me think of an example. I've got a couple of different examples, but I think, again, going back to that first kind of DR and backup as a service deal that we we walked into, um, again, getting assistance and education from a couple of different carriers was helpful in getting the right information in front of our partners. And again, we've got, you know, clients and partners that are giving us business or, or, or asking us for our recommendations. And one was for a client who had a, you know, a, a 15 or 16 location healthcare clinic company. Um, they were very busy during the pandemic and they were setting up COVID test centers all over the place. And one of the situations was a, an outage, like you mentioned, um, where they didn't have instant backup. They didn't have DR. Um, some of the storage uh, vendors that they were using no longer supported what they had on premise. So they were really scrambling and, and having issues with, um, you know, a lot more demand on the network, especially with what they had going on with remote workers. They started to have serious issues with, with losing storage and losing data and not being able to replicate or get it back. Um, I think that was one of the specific situations where we, we got a certain vendor on the phone and they, you know, kicked off the questions and really helped push us to push the client to get to the next steps and understanding all the reports and information that they gather from their database. And as an agent, right, you go, well, what does that look like, right? What does it look like for a client to go into their data space and extract these reports? Can they do that quickly? That's something where I... I think that's a good specific example of not knowing what that looks like or how quickly it can happen. And is my client a good IT person and can they extract those reports quickly to get them to my vendor? And so we're sitting there hoping to add value and making sure this happens. And I remember this specific client sending over exactly what the vendor needed. They got it over to them. They assessed the numbers. They broke down, you know, exactly how many, um, you know, terabytes they needed and, again, sent an immediate report and solution and numbers for that. Hey, this is going to cost you X amount of dollars per month. They immediately asked me to, to build a quick ROI on here's what we're paying for our current on-prem vendor and, and support. And we broke it down and it was, it was really, really close to what they're paying over an annual basis versus an MRC base. And it was a, you know, a two day signature process. So I think that was a good, and I, you know, it happened right around when the pandemic started, but that was a good, a good use case that happened very quickly 
and me understanding what do those reports look like that they report and give to the vendor to show them a, a, an apples for apples comparison of an on-prem kind of storage environment versus a cloud store backup or storage environment. It was really interesting to see how quickly that went um, and understanding that that information needs to be pulled. And that's pretty much all you need for, for you know, backup as a service deal. Um, a little bit, again, like I said, a little bit more transactional than a, a DR as a service deal. Yeah, but it's it's funny though. I mean, people people know from a DR perspective, and they have some sort of ballpark of what you know what they want to have um, and how they want to align. And there's certainly a lot of uh, underpinnings of common DR technology out there. Your Zertos, your Veeams, and all of those. So people have their head lightly wrapped around that. Um, so, it, but it it is interesting when you're able to get the vendors the exact information they need, they can just crank this stuff out quick, which is how it should be. That should be the experience that everybody goes through. It's not always the case. It's not always the case, but in this one, that's why when you ask for a specific example, that's something that I definitely remembered was kind of the key factor in understanding what, is, what does this look like on an on-premise versus a cloud model? What, is, what does this cost look like? And, and um, yeah, it was really interesting to see how we, you could spend a, a full career just doing that and flipping clients to cloud backup and, and cloud storage and cloud DR um, if, if you wanted to take that avenue. That, that's another thing yeah, that I saw. For sure. Well, good stuff. Final thoughts then here. Uh, you know, your your perspective um, as other people are listening to this, maybe like we mentioned in the beginning, maybe they're just in a different area of technology sales. Maybe they've thought about dabbling in this or they're in security or they're in, uh, you know, voice or, or wherever it may be. Any advice that you would give to a partner uh, that, that isn't comfortable selling this technology? Where do you start? Um, and, and, you know, w- what direction would you point them in? Um, I would point them in the direction to, I I think, start off with what you're good at and and where you come from. And if you don't come from technology, go to the Tolaris Tick events and call Josh Lopresto and have him educate (laughs) you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I I think staying focused on whether it's a vertical or whether it's a vertical in a certain technology, like you said, like it's voice or security, to kind of go down that path. And then once you get a few different clients that understand what you do, is to train yourself on how to ask them and and educate them about different technology projects and solutions that you can offer. And I think having Tolaris as a company that supports you, I think one of the pitches we go with is, you know, we look at projects in in two different ways. And one of the ways is having almost 400 different vendors and companies to choose from through Tolaris and having the support and the know-how behind that. I think, one of my words of advice is use your use your Tolaris ecosphere and, and understand who can put you in, in touch with those right solutions. Um, you know, ask your channel managers and, and ask the engineers of the world on what they recommend for, for certain solutions. I just sent something off to Tolaris about, hey, what I've got a client who's asking for, for a certain mobility solution. I'm not familiar in this. Can you point me in the right direction? I trust you. So I think it's it's lever- you know, one piece of, of advice is l- l- rely and, and lean on your resources to um, use their experience and it'll expand. I think it'll expand the conversation of not just selling internet circuits and, and POTS lines. It, then it'll kind of expand and, and your clients will see that you can offer much more than just quotes and proposals. Um, hopefully that answers your questions. I, I know it's a little bit roundabout, but no, it took, it. Us years, took us years to figure out that's, that kind of next conversation with the client. Honestly, that's that's my favorite part of this is is really how do people get into this space? You know, like we talked about the funny winding path 
and, yeah. and, and, you know, advice and things that you've learned along the way, right? Cause then anything you can help and you can train and you can teach, um, shortens that right. And helps help somebody else, uh, get to that journey and get on, you know, get on point faster. So no, I love it. Uh, I really appreciate that advice. Yeah. Um, that, that brings us to the end. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, that, that wraps us up for cloud and DR. Brian, thanks so much for coming on my friend. Thank you for having me, Josh. It was a, pl a pleasure. All right, everybody, that wraps us up. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris. And this has been the Next Level BizTech Cloud DR with Brian Robertson of Atlas IP. Till next time. Thanks, everybody. Next Level BizTech has been a production of Tolaris Studio 19. Please visit tolaris.com for more information.